welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on a Tremendous Tuesday. Amen. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. Thank you. Hallelujah. Today we're going to talk about if you fight, you win. Yay. That may not be what you think, but you need to listen. But first, we got something important for you. That's right. On this January 10th, we have our, well, do not fear and be blessed, really, scripture. And it comes from Leviticus 26.6. Leviticus 26.6. And I want you to... I want you to get this down in your spirit. This is really a great promise of God. It says, I will grant peace in the land, and you will lie down, and no one will make you afraid. I will remove wild beasts from the land, and the sword will not pass through your country. That is an, an amazing and incredible. I mean, the opposite of fear is God's peace. Yeah. And he makes both of those known in this scripture. Both of them. Amen. He will he will grant us peace. And when we are when we lie down, meaning that when we're in ease, we're sleeping or we're at ease, we don't have to be afraid. Amen. No one will make you afraid. Hallelujah. That's a real that is a hallelujah. It is. A hallelujah scripture. Thank you. Okay. Babe. As we've told you, we're going to be giving you a scripture. Every day this year. About not being afraid. Yep. Because there are 365 in, scriptures. On being in peace with God and not being afraid. Amen. The promises he's made. Today's call, we're going to talk about if you fight, you win. There you go. A little different than what you may think it'll be. Would you know there, would you be surprised to know there's a difference between winning and and being a winner, you can win a contest, the lottery, athletic event, a prize, but still not be a winner. Winning is an occurrence, something that happens today, this week, this year, and in time to come. Hallelujah. And then it's it's gone. And then it's gone. (laughs) That's exactly right. Like lottery winners, money. (laughs) In fact, if you study the history of people who won the lottery, you will discover few people who were actually big winners in life, regardless of the mega millions they won by having a winning ticket. Being a winner, yeah, it's a state of mind. Regardless of what happens or the outcome of any particular contest or endeavor, a winner is someone who recognizes they're fighting for something noble, someone who refuses to quit and who will never give up until they win or accomplish their goal or calling. Mm. You and I were created to be winners in the game of life, yet we face an adversary who is dedicated to our defeat. However, God instructs us to fight the good fight of faith That's right. because we're more than conquerors who can overcome every attack of the enemy. As we were pondering this, we looked up good fight, and the first reference in the in the uh, Bible dictionary, and the first reference we pulled up was First Timothy one eight. First, I'm sorry, thank you. First Timothy one eighteen in the New International Version of the Bible, which says, "Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction, in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by following them 
you may fight the good fight. Mm. The word good in the Greek, G2570, G2570, it means beautiful, handsome, excellent, eminent, choice, surpassing, precious, usable, suitable, commendable, admirable. King James Version of 1 Timothy 1.18 says, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. The word warfare is the Greek word G4752. 4752, and it means an expedition, campaign, military service, or warfare. The particular Greek word for warfare is only used one other time in Scripture, and that's in 2 Corinthians 10.4. 2 Corinthians 10.4, where it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds. The Amplified Translation of that, 2 Corinthians 10.4, says it this way, For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. They are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. We also feel led to share 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6 in the Message Bible. It says, The world is unprincipled. It's dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have, never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they're for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. Boy, we could talk about that. I'm telling you. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, feeding every loose thought, emotion, and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools, hallelujah, our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building the lives of obedience into maturity. We want to share a quote, really, from Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, who said, the one quote I hate to say, life is unfair. You don't always get what you deserve. You get what you fight for. Actually, there's some good logic in that. Yeah. So let's go back to 1 Timothy 1.18, this in the New Living Translation. It says, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May you help, May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Good. The first key to wow. fighting the good fight of waging effective warfare, of tearing down the stronghold, is following God's directions in how to do it. And that really is the unction and the message in this. We can tear them down if you're being treated unfairly. Take God's word and fight yes. the good fight yes. of faith yes. by taking the scripture and saying what, you know, and using it against the things, not using the weapons of this world. So we follow the instructions and then we follow the words of 1 Timothy 6, 12 in the classic Amplified. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Wow. The second key in fighting the good fight is faith. That's right. We don't feel led to make this teaching about faith. Hopefully, if you're hearing our voices today, you already know the power of faith. Let us just say this. 
Faith is not invisible. We've spoken about this many times. We have, times, many times. But it Most people repeating. think it does. Most people think that faith is invisible, but it isn't. We can show you this from Scripture. Hebrews 11.1, 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Please notice that the thing hoped for is invisible, but faith is the evidence that makes it real. There is no such thing as invisible evidence. You can't go into a courtroom and win a case with invisible evidence. The thing you hope for is invisible. If you have faith for a new house, the new house might be invisible right now, but your faith won't be invisible. If the faith is invisible, the house will not show up. We're fighting the good fight, that which is visible. How do you make that which is seemingly invisible visible? You got to see it in the Spirit. In other words, see it, believe it, confess it, expect it, never give up on it, and manifest it. One other thing we feel led to share, 1 Timothy 6.12. 1 Timothy 6.12, this time from the Classic Amplified Bible. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned and for which you confess the good confession of faith before many witnesses. The verse says, for which you confess the good confession of faith before many witnesses. The key to winning your good fight of faith is your confession, which makes what is invisible to you now, what you want to see happen, visible to you. And if we're going to be winners in this life, then we're going to have to follow the first two keys in fighting the good fight. Fight. We're going to have to follow the instructions God has given us, and we're going to have to use our faith to make it happen, which leads us to the third key. The third key in fighting to win is to finish what we've been fighting for. So true. Second Timothy 4, 7 says, I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. A good friend of ours, John Mason, who's an author of several books called one called An Enemy Called Average and, and then another one called Let God Let Go of What Is Making You Stop. Great titles and great books. It's, he says you will be judged by what you finish, not by what you start. So true. And the point of it is is if you want to finish, you have to have a plan. No commanding general or would ever go into a battle without a plan. Because you have to have that plan and then implement the plan. We have the scripture and we need to implement it and keep it going until we see the victory. Yes, yes. The fourth key is learn how to be an overcomer. Let's begin with the example from David, the story of David and Goliath, found in 1 Samuel 17, 9. 1 Samuel 17, 9 in today's New International Version says, If he is able to fight and kill me, will become your servants. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will be our servants, subjects, and serve us. These are bold words that David is speaking. Scripture doesn't record whether King Saul knew David was going to make such a bold statement. But I think we can rest assured that David already knew the end from the beginning. He was not fighting in his own strength. He knew in his heart that God would give him the victory. As you fight the good fight. you got to know that God will give you the victory. 
every time. You can also have the confidence that as you fight a good fight, God will protect you. Consider the words of Jeremiah 1.19 in the New International Version. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. This thought leads right into the scripture found in Matthew 16.18, 16.18, in today's New International Version. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. We all need to know that we we all all have all we need. You got to know this. We have all we need to overcome every trick, trap, lie, deception, and wild of the enemy. And we'll finish this tomorrow. Yeah. Hallelujah. I love this teaching. It's a good teaching. I love it. Hallelujah. Join us every morning at 830 Eastern for Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. And until tomorrow morning, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.